Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Hey there, it's Aaron Schlein, and welcome back to Family Travel Radio, where we introduce you to the people and places that inspire life-changing family travel. Today on Family Travel Radio, we're talking cruises, and today's episode is a bit different than some of the previous episodes we've done on cruising, because cruising can be a great way for your family to explore the world affordably and comfortably, but the truth is, not every cruise is right for every family. My guest today is Heather Munt from momfari.com, and Heather and her family are outdoor adventure enthusiasts who, until recently had stuck to smaller ships for their cruise vacations. And today, Heather brings that perspective as she shares her family's recent experience on one of the cruise industry's mega ship experiences in the Caribbean. I think you'll find Heather's take on cruising refreshing, and I really hope it drives home the point that here at Family Travel Radio, we're here to bring you real stories from real families so you can discover for yourself which vacations are ideal for your family and which vacations may not be the best fit for your family. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Heather Munt from Momfari. Here we go. Heather Munt is joining us on the podcast today. Heather is a freelance writer and editor who writes about family travel for publications and on her own site, momfari.com. Most of Heather's family adventures take place in her home state of Colorado. Heather, what's happening? Hi, thanks for having me today. It's my pleasure. So you are joining us from your home in Colorado, I presume. You've had an adventurous, not adventurous in the sense of travel, but in sense of life. You've had an adventurous week. What's going on? <laughs> well, it sounds like such a sob story. I had foot surgery a week and a half ago, and then I, I had to put my dog down yesterday. So we've had kind of a rough start to the school year, but um, we're doing okay. Okay. Well, that's real life. That's real family stuff. And I appreciate you, you sharing that with us and understand that Heather's here. She showed up even with all the, the turmoil in her life. She's right here today. We're going to, we're talking cruising today. Specifically, we're talking about Heather's experience on the, the nearly 5,200 passenger mega ship, the MSC Seaside. And Heather, tell me about, that. I want to go back into your story a little bit, because right there on your about page, at momfari.com, very first paragraph says, before you and your husband had kids, you feared that having kids would mean sacrificing travel. And you realized that you could enjoy traveling. And this is a quote that you could quote, enjoy traveling just as much with your two boys in tow. Relaxing? Not really, but you wouldn't want it any other way. Tell me about that. What does all that mean to you? I feel very strongly that traveling with kids, it enhances more than detracts from the vacation. It's not a vacation, especially for the parents. It's usually a lot of hassle. It's more expensive. Uh, kids aren't always grateful to go on vacation, but what they learn and what they experience and getting them to understand and appreciate the world outside of their home is so enriching and so great for their education. And I tell families all the time that you don't have to go on an expensive MSC cruises vacation. Or, you know, You don't have to travel abroad. But if you get your kids out of your comfort zone a little bit and let them explore your own state, your own city, it enriches you and the kids. Couldn't agree with you more. So talk to me, just general, general cruising. How up to this point, how, how does cruising, what role does cruising play in your family's general travel plan? 
I would definitely say we are not cruise experts by any means, but we tend we have tended over the years uh, to go on small ship excursions, like uh, 150 to maybe 320 people. My husband and I honeymooned on a small ship in Europe, and we kind of kept going back to them. And um, you know, we've taken the kids on a few of those. They tend to be the only children on those. They tend to be geared toward a little more uh, older demographic than families. So it was definitely uh, going on a big cruise ship was very, very unique for us and good for many reasons. Heather, I've been that kid on, on the cruise, the only kid on the cruise ships in a sea of, of blue and gray hair, I remember. But <laughs> yeah. I also have, but I have great memories of that in a way. I mean, even though we didn't connect with a whole lot of kids, the few kids that were on board, you, you found them immediately and you, yeah. you, you commiserated whatever you, you became, you became this tight knit little tribe. Was that your kid's experience? Yeah, actually, I think there's a lot of surprise uh, with guests when they see our kids on one of these smaller ships. Like, what are your, what are your kids doing here? What, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing big and flashy and um, fun for them. But I'm, I'm thinking, well, they get to be on this boat and they get to see all these cool things. And, and frankly, a lot of the people uh, we end up traveling with on these cruise ships tend to have, you know, grown up kids or grandchildren. And so my kids kind of get treated like rock stars, frankly, because they're the only children. So people want to engage with them. And my, my kids are happy to be the recipient of it. It's, it's actually quite cool. So I, I have a great appreciation for cruising in general. And certainly I think there's advantages to small ships and big ships alike, just depending on what you want for your, your family. Yeah. For folks out there who think that cruising is, you know, just for old people, some cruises are, but you know what, go on them anyway, take your kids. One quick little funny story. And then we'll, we'll move on to, to the seaside. I was on a 14 day cruise with my grandmother and my sister and they had every, this is pre-technology. This is when they still had actual room keys, but every bar on the ship had a list of names by the cash register of every person on the ship who was under 21, who wasn't old <laughs> enough to drink. There were five names on, on that list. Darn it. Were you on it? I wasn't actually. I had just turned 21, but my sister oh, nice. was on it. She was only 18. Anyway, oh, fun mad. stuff, fun stuff. Blast from the past. <laughs> so let's move on. Seaside, your first mega ship adventure. Tell me about it. I was so impressed at the size of it. It's magnificent. I mean, it's a beautiful ship. I'd never seen anything, seen anything that large. I mean, it's it's sparkly. It's shiny. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, it, without disparaging any big cruise ship, I mean, it, it literally is a city on water. You know, there's restaurants everywhere. There's glitz. There's glamour. It's fun. And I, I, what I noticed most is that I saw a lot of big family groups that looked like reunions. There was a quinceanera uh, group on there. They all had the t-shirts. You know, you can you can spot them a mile away in a big group with all their blue t-shirts that say the same thing. And um, I just thought, what a great idea for big like family reunions, big groups of families, a big celebration like that. That this is a great way to do it. And, and where, where did you go? What was your itinerary on this trip? I actually had to look it up. We went in March of this year. It started out in Miami. And then we went to Jamaica, Cayman Islands, Mexico, Cozabel specifically, Bahamas, and then back to Florida. So it was a week-long vacation, two days at sea. It was beautiful. I mean, what's not to love in the Caribbean, first of all, if there's not a hurricane? It's beautiful. So <laughs> when we go to the Caribbean, we don't really care where we're going. We were thrilled to go where we were going. I mean, you have beaches, you have water, you have water sports. I mean, I, I feel like my expectations were quite low and <laughs> they were, they were more than exceeded just because it was beautiful. And there was always, there's always things to do in the Caribbean. You're never disappointed. I feel like. Set the bar low and you'll never be disappointed. Well, and I don't, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I certainly don't mean that in a disparaging way either. 
we were really, we were really happy with our experience. It was definitely very unique from a small ship cruise experience, but I could see how, uh, I mean, the ship is wonderful for families and the staff definitely tailors to families. They're, they're great people. It was, it was, it was a good experience. Well, let's talk about some of those, some of those differences, some of those things that you just can't get on a small ship. Talk to me some about some of those big ticket glitz and glamour activities that, that your kids particularly love that you just flat out can't get on a small ship. Well, I, I think they were kind of like, why did you keep this from us? Because the small, <laughs> ship, cruises, the small ship cruises to their credit, I mean, their, their focus is getting into small ports. So there's nice amenities on board, but very few. So there's a pool for like four people. And that's really not much of an exaggeration. Whereas you get on a big ship like this, where there's four different pools on four different decks. There's a zip line going over the pools. There's a sports area where they can kick the soccer ball around and shoot hoops with other kids. I mean, I think they were just looking at us like, why have you hidden this from us? <laughs> how could you? <laughs> and how old were your kids on this, on this cruise? Uh, 12 and 10. I have two boys. Okay. So talk to me about independence. To me, that's a pretty cool age where you can start cutting the cord a little bit uh, and letting kids explore a bit on their own. Was that the case with you guys? Yeah, they definitely, they were safe. I'm trying to remember what the age cutoff was for a wristband. I think it's noted on their wristband, what their age is, if they're under a certain age, like 10. So my younger son might've had a wristband, but the fact that I don't remember means it wasn't much of an issue. They got to know the ship pretty quickly and we were usually willing to go with them wherever they went, but I felt safe and uh, you know, they have the teen area, so they could do the, the teens club at night if they wanted. And I could have left them there if I wanted, but I kind of wanted to see what kind of fun they were having. So safety was not an issue. I wasn't worried about them. That's always fun. I remember one of my greatest takeaways from traveling as a kid was with those moments where you can experience that independence. And those are, those are some really powerful memories. And that's one of the things I love about cruising is you give your kids the opportunity or you can give your kids the opportunity to exercise some independence that maybe they wouldn't be able to exercise at home. Absolutely. And on a big ship like that, there's lots of options from that for them to choose from. You know, they they can tell us where they want to eat and they can, you know, they have all kinds uh, of choices that you can't have on a small ship because there are fewer options. Let's talk about the, those dining options. Talk to me about some of the, the, the different foods you tried. What were some of your favorites and what were some of the kids' favorites? I would say we kind of stuck to the main restaurant, which was wonderful. I mean, the food was great. I'm not much of a foodie. I will be, I will be very honest. I'm happy eating pasta and pizza every day of my life. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm super picky. The food was great. Everybody was happy. You know, it was funny that the, the servers, I'm sure they're like this with everyone. I'm sure this wasn't special treatment. They, you know, my older son who loves to sample all kinds of foods would say, I can't decide. And then of course the waiter would sneak both to him, you know, and, and, you know, like, oh, I don't know which dessert to pick. And, and of course, our server brought both to him, you know, against our, our better judgment. But, you know, it was, it was very sweet. And I, I feel like it takes a special person to do that every week with strangers and just treat families and kids like they're special. And I definitely felt that in, in just the, the main restaurant that we were assigned to every night. We did eat at the Asian restaurant one night, and that was a, an extra cost. So that was a unique experience. Um, I'm not a sushi eater. I, again, I'm quite picky, but my older son wanted to eat there. And, you know, the, the, the sushi chefs were sitting right there and, you know, were very engaging and it was fun. And it was, it was just a nice different experience for them. Did you ask them to go get you some pasta from the buffet? <laughs> I think I'm trying to remember. I think I ate like a peanut sauce pasta that night at the Asian restaurant. <laughs> it was, it was a nice experience. You do that for your kids. You, you, 
you sometimes have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. You painted a good picture talking about the the waiter bringing their kids all their choices when they couldn't make up their mind. It's just such a removal from from real life. It's Mm -hmm. just living in this fantasy world, which can be fun to live in a fantasy world from time to time. But you're also absolutely right. The staff on those ships, the men and women, especially the dining staff, they work their their tails off day in and day out for months on end. And uh, definitely show your gratitude to to those individuals when you're, you're on these ships. So let's talk about accommodations. What was the, what was the, the room set up? You had your husband, your two boys. What, would you, what was your arrangement? So we had two rooms next to each other where the door opened in between. A, kind of a, a sweet style that you'd see in a traditional hotel, which was very convenient, very nice. When the boys were fighting, we could close the door between the rooms and let one be in one and the other be in the other. And, and we didn't have to fight. <laughs> Sometimes we had to leave my husband in one room and us in the other. <laughs> but it's nice. It's a nice setup. And I think if I recall correctly, that you can do that with up to three rooms on this ship. I think the accommodations were up to a group of 10. I'm also not a hotel aficionado or a cruise aficionado, but I feel like it was comfortable and clean and lovely to be in. All right, Heather, let's dig a little deeper into you here. You're not a foodie. You're not a cruise aficionado or a hotel aficionado. No. What kind of aficionado are you? I, we love to get out and do stuff. And I think that's what makes me a good boy mom because boys don't like to sit for <laughs> Not that girls can't get out and be adventurous. Obviously I am, but uh, I think I'd just rather be out doing something than worrying about the hotel. And there are hotel reviewers for a reason. People love hotels. They get excited about cruise ship accommodations. And I was certainly wowed by the ship. It's impressive in scale and its decor is incredible, but I want to go see what's outside. Cool. So what did you see outside? Obviously you were in, you pulled into the, some of those ports you, you described. What'd you guys do when you were, were off the seaside? The first day, I believe we were in Jamaica and that was the day that we got to hike up the Duns River Falls near Ocho Rios, Jamaica. That was so much fun. The, the Jamaicans there are exactly what you expect them to talk and sound like and act like they're just as friendly as can be. And it was such a fun day. I don't know. Have you ever gotten a chance to to climb those falls or climb a fall like that? I have not. I had one cruise we had scheduled, we had planned and booked that was to take us to Ocho Rios, Jamaica. My wife was pregnant with our oldest and she was just by a couple weeks going to be too pregnant to cruise. So we had to cancel that cruise. I've never been to Jamaica, Heather, but I have a wonderful son. It was worth the trade-off. I'll get to Jamaica someday. (laughs) You will. You should. I, I mean, we only had a few hours there, but I was wowed. The other excursion that we really liked on the cruise was it looks like in our American um, reading X carrot, X C A R E T in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It's actually Xcarret, which I knew very little about. It's an eco park. Uh, we had to take a ferry from Cozumel that was a little bit rough. It's kind of scary when you get on and they hand you puke bags the minute that you sit down. <laughs> and um, there were people using them, but it was worth it. It was a great water park for families. I would tell people, if you get a chance to go to one of these eco parks, like the, the Scarret, I can't think of the parent company. Maybe you could link to that later, Aaron, but it's great because you can, you can swim down one of the rivers and they have, they have different cave coverage. So if your kid is a little scared to go to one that's too dark or too covered, you can choose different variations of what caves you'll see when you go there. I think there's three or four different rivers that you can float down and then they have animals. So it's kind of part active day in the water part going to an aquarium. And we were wowed by it. We wished we had more time. We did not have enough time there that day. I would have loved to spend a full day at that park. Well, that's just cool that there's, it just speaks to the notion that cruises do have 
virtually something for everybody, even someone like yourself who isn't maybe quite as impressed by the, the traditional things like, like the food and the accommodations, but you can still get out and enjoy the, the adventures off the ship. Yeah, we weren't bored. That's for sure. If you're bored on a cruise, I think it's time for some serious introspection. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like just sit and read a book or something. Well, and you can do that too on a cruise ship, right? And my wife has a superpower. She can sit and read a book like from sunrise to sunset. I don't have that superpower. I don't either, but I, I admire it. Yeah, I, I do too. She, she went on, my wife went on a cruise with just her and her mom like 10 years ago to Alaska and said, so what'd you do? Did you do this? Did you do that? And she's like, no, we just kind of sat around and read like for a week. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Exactly. Getting back to on the ship, MSC does partnered with, with Lego and they, that is an interesting collaboration between two big companies. Tell me about what was the, the Lego experience like on the, on the cruise? So they have the Legos for different ranges of children in the kids clubs, which of course my two boys who are Lego lovers love. In fact, uh, my older son actually years ago when I started Momfari, he wanted to start bring le- bringing Lego likenesses of us on the trips. So there are the four month Legos wherever we go. <laughs> so it was quite appropriate that we got to go on this on this trip. And actually MSC, the, the boat has a recreation in Lego of the boat um, because of that partnership that you can actually buy. So we of course have it. And uh, it's really cool. You can, um, you can drop your kids off by age. It's sorted by, you know, the size of the Lego. So it's safe for the kids, but then they also had a family time. I think maybe it might've been the same time every day where the whole family, regardless of age, could go and play with the Legos. Of course, my 51-year-old husband was in there with them. So <laughs> that was a really cool aspect that I think parents really appreciate. The kids' clubs are great. I can imagine that. I got one Lego lover in my six-year-old son and my daughter as well. That sounds like super, super awesome stuff. Where can I find a picture of the Lego months? I actually most often share on my Instagram at Momfari. It's totally my son's idea. So I try and share it as much as I can. We'll go ahead and link up your Instagram at Momfari so we can see the the four months in Lego form and then pictures of, I'm sure, plenty of your other adventures, including this MSC cruise. Yeah. So Heather, I am an experienced cruiser. However, I have yet to go on an MSC cruise. MSC seems to be everywhere these days, but I've never been on an MSC. And one thing that I've heard from a handful of folks is that just the general makeup of the passengers is different. It's not as American and Canadian heavy as maybe like a Royal Caribbean or a princess. Tell me about the, where were the people that you interacted with? Where were they from? You know, it wasn't so much because it was such a big ship. I will say we didn't have as much personal interaction with the people on board, But when you're walking around, you hear all different languages. And my kid, my older son is is a a linguist. He's obsessed with languages. So he would notice, oh, those people are speaking Spanish. Those people are speaking French. You know, I'm not sure what language they're speaking, but it was really cool. I think you get a big flavor of international languages when you go on an MSC cruise because they are based in Europe. It seemed if we asked somebody, a lot of them were South American. You know, I just think it's great to get kids together from all over and, and hear different languages. That's one of the great things about traveling. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of make your head spin when you think about how many different cultures and different languages are all right there within this one little floating city. It's, it's really incredible. And then you get off the ship and everybody disperses back to their various corners of the world. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty crazy. You make your head spin when you really sit and think about it. But that's yeah. one of the things I love about cruising between the staff and then all the passengers. I mean, you, you've got a lot of bases covered when it comes to language and, and culture. Absolutely. 
So Heather, I really, really appreciate you taking the time here. And Heather actually has an article on Travel Age West where she goes into detail about her MSC trip. There's lots of pictures, other things, other goodies to enjoy. I'm going to link that up in the show notes at familytravel.org slash radio. And if you want to learn more about Heather, obviously we know that there's plenty more to her than, than just this cruise. You can learn everything you want to know about Heather and her adventures at momfari.com. That's M-O-M-F-A-R-I, momfari.com. Dot com. Heather Mutt, really appreciate you taking the time while you're recuperating there at home in Colorado. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much. It was great talking to you. Well, there you have it, my friend. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Heather Munt from momfari.com. All the notes from this episode and for every episode of Family Travel Radio are available at familytravel.org slash radio. All right, my friend, we'll see you next week. Until we meet again, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I am signing off.